Hello, hello, hello. It is midsummer. For many of you, actually, some of you are starting in August. So it's almost like your summer is winding down, right? And at the end of the summer, I've noticed this. Well, I, you know, I notice this all the time, but particularly at the end of the summer, there's like a high level of mom burnout. (laughs) And I'm not going to talk necessarily about burnout, but I do want to talk about capacity. So I think of this phrase, like, I don't have the capacity for that, or, you know, I have limited capacity. I use the word capacity quite often. And to me, it really is, if you think about, you know, a two liter bottle, right, of soda or, or whatever, and that capacity is, you know, two liters of liquid. And if that bottle is full of, let's just say Coke or, or you know, soda, then it doesn't have a lot of capacity for adding anything extra to it, right? And then at other times, if you had, you know, emptied out half of it, you served half of it, then that liter bottle would have greater capacity, right? So think about that in terms of being a mom that, you know, we have so many things going on all the time and so much pressure on us and there's so many demands that there are times where we don't have capacity, So I want to give you some tools and tips of how to handle it when you don't have the same amount of capacity that you wish you had, or you're not able to show up as the mom you want to be. And I'm going to, you know, talk about that. Before I get into it, I want to tell you this story of when Lincoln was five, I started working with a therapist. Her name is Jeanette Yoff, and she actually sort of changed my life. And what I I did was I met her at some workshop type of thing that she was a speaker at. And she was describing, you know, essentially dysregulated children's behavior and out of bounds behavior. And I was experiencing that with my son. And I, you know, as many of you listen to this podcast and you have kids who have out of bounds behavior or they're dysregulated a lot or you are and you want support And then you found me and you find this podcast and you're like, oh my God, she gets it, right? And you're so relieved. Well, my darling, her name was Jeanette. (laughs) And when I met her, I just thought, oh my gosh, she can help me. I could just tell that she had like, you know, the magic or the gold or whatever. And I went up to her after the workshop, which is actually not my personality. Um, it would seem like I'm, you know, very gregarious, but uh, in reality, I get a little bit like, mm, like I'll just go to my car. <laughs> but anyway, I met her after um, the workshop, and I said, you know, everything you described sounds like my almost five-year-old. You said you don't see people until they're five, but I don't know what to do. I'm desperate, and you know, I was probably maybe tearing up. And she said, No, 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 I'll see you. Call me. Here's my card, and it started just an incredible learning and growth for me. And it was the beginning of my transformation as a parent. So how that worked back then um, was Lincoln and I went to attachment therapy together. So it was play-based therapy in Jeanette's office and Lincoln and I went together. And so I was learning all of the tools and skills that I teach you in my courses. I was learning those in real time with Jeanette. She would model and I would do it. And she'd say, well, mommy can do this too. And, you know, she's incredible. She still is in practice in Los Angeles. And we can link her website um, in the show notes. But 
I would go to these sessions and, you know, we, we did all sorts of activities and different, you know, we like blew up a volcano. One of the tools I sometimes teach is giving kids an old yellow pages or old magazines and letting them rip all the pages up and show us their big feelings and rip those pages up and, you know, make a big, big mess. And then mommy or mom, mom can handle all your big feelings and mom can handle your messy feelings. And then in the process, the mom, myself or you or whoever will get a pillowcase and put all those ripped pieces of paper in the pillowcase. And then it's a, it's an analogy really a metaphor to show like your big feelings aren't scary for me. You can be really messy with them. It's okay. And look, I can handle them and I can hold them for you. So isn't that beautiful? So that's one of the things I learned from Jeanette. I learned so many things from her and how it would work is that I would go to her office and Lincoln and I would go and my younger son would stay with my best friend, Tiffany. I have talked about Tiffany a little bit. I feel like she needs to be on this podcast because she is incredible and she's a therapist. She's also a life coach. She's trained in all sorts of modalities. She's an incredible person. And I'm super lucky to, you know, call her my best friend. So she would watch Sawyer and I would go to the therapy with Lincoln. And then I would come home and I would t- tell her all the things I learned because she also had little kids the same age. And at that time, I really started to like dive deep into like nonviolent parenting beyond consequences, unconditional parenting, all of the different philosophies that, you know, I now have embedded in, in one, one philosophy. And so we would talk about it. And this is where, why I'm telling you this story is that I remember standing in Tiffany's kitchen and telling her all the things that I was learning. And essentially I was saying to her, yeah, so what we do is when our kids are having a meltdown or, you know, a temper tantrum, we're supposed to, I'm like teaching her, I'm like, we're supposed to, you know, not address the behavior. We're supposed to talk about the feelings and help them with their feelings and then, you know, process that negative emotion. And then at that time, I didn't know what to do after that, but essentially, and then you set a limit and whatever. And she turned to me and she said, you know, Dar, that's what my friends call me. She said, Dar, that is like therapeutic parenting. And I was like, huh? Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. It's like therapeutic parenting. And she goes, you can't do that all the time. That's impossible. And I realized in that moment that what I was asking of myself and what I was teaching, what I was believing was this type of parenting that required a very high level of intention, um, of like self-regulation all with this, you know, the purpose is to help emotionally coach your kids. And at the time I said to her, I said, you know, well, I don't have a choice. I have to learn how to do this. I have to figure this out. It's, it's going to help my kids so much. And she's like, yeah, it's just hard. I was like, I know. And really the calm mama process that I teach, calm, connect, limit, set, correct, is it's a therapeutic parenting hack. Like I needed to figure out a way to do it all the time, to access the, this tools and skills of therapeutic parenting and make them like mainstream for myself. And in the process of doing that, I've made them mainstream for all of you on this podcast and anybody who works with me. So 
it's incredible. The Calm Mama process works. It's, it's amazing. You calm yourself. You emotionally coach your kids. You're firm with your limits and you follow through. Let your kids make mistakes. Let them experience the impact of their decisions with consequences. Okay, that's the process. And it's amazing. And I know some of you listening to this episode, you're super fans, right? You, you love my podcast and you really are applying it. And some of you are my clients and you've taken my classes. So you know a lot. You kind of know what to do. And I want to say that there are times where you know what to do and you still can't do it. I want you to see that in that moment where you can't emotionally coach your kids, you can't regulate yourself, you are in a, experiencing a period of low capacity. You just don't have it in you. And I want to normalize that for you because one of my, one of my like, I don't know, it's not pet peeves, but like one of the things that I care strongly about is that moms don't burn out and that moms don't feel like shit, that moms on a deep, deep level have calm and the access to calm is self-compassion. So the last thing I ever want to do is perpetuate any sort of, mm, like pressure that you have to be the perfect parent, you know, but I teach a parenting podcast. So I want to normalize that we have this ideal. We have the calm mama process. It works. It's accessible to us. It makes, you know, emotional coaching your kids, gentle parenting, connected parenting, makes it easy to access. Easy to access, not always easy to do. Okay. So if you have a period of time, a day, an hour, a, a month, a week, a season, a whole year where you can't show up like this, that's okay. It's fine. I said this in the class last week in the Emotionally Healthy Kids class that I was teaching. I was teaching them that it's not like some sort of balance sheet where you have to like, you know, for every time you yell at your kids, you have to also do emotional coaching in order to like not fuck them up or something. And I don't see it that way. I think you're going to yell at your kids. You're not going to have capacity. You're not going to always emotionally coach. Like that's just like a given. But every time you are capable and you have capacity to show up as a calm mama to practice the calm mama process, your kids benefit like, like algorithmically or whatever, logarithmically. I don't know what that word is, like, but tenfold is what I'm trying to say. So anytime that you are able to practice the calm mama pro- pro- process and be calm and connect with your kids, they have long-term benefits. You're not negating those benefits because sometimes you don't show up that way. Is that making sense? I hope so. So like, why would you not be able to, you know, show up? Maybe you're busy. <laughs> like maybe you're, you have something going on in your life, like you're moving or like one of my dear friends, you know, her son's bar mitzvah is coming up and they're like doing a lot of prep and all that. And so she just doesn't have a lot of time. She doesn't have a lot of capacity, right? Um, sometimes we're going through something emotionally as moms, like we're healing. I have, you know, people that I've worked with that are healing from, you know, anxiety or depression or eating disorders or, you know, alcoholism or any of those, you know, kind of 
situations that require a lot of in, intention, a lot of quiet, a lot of self self um, introspection. And so those are periods of time where you might not have a lot of capacity. Um, there's you could be grieving, you know, someone when someone passes away, maybe you don't, you know, someone close to you, your parent or your sibling or a very good friend that in that period of time, you probably aren't able to like show up as the mom you want to be. You might be ill. I recently had COVID and I was tired, like crazy, like go night night tired, you know, um, pregnancy, newborns, right? So there are going to be periods of time where for whatever reason, you're not able to, you know, you don't have the capacity to parent the way you want to parent. You just can't show up. And that is okay. So here are some strategies of how to handle it when you're in that place. The first thing I want to offer to you is to be honest with yourself. I once wrote this article about like radical honesty and uh, it was radical listening and then radical honesty. So it's like, I want you to learn how to really look at what you, what's going on for you. Like if you, if you find yourself yelling at your kids a bunch or barking at them or being short with them or ignoring their big feeling cycles, ignoring their temper tantrums, um, you know, letting them get away with things, being really permissive, any of those kinds of behaviors, I'd like you to be honest and be like, okay, I'm showing up this way or I'm, you know, showing up in a way I don't want to. That must mean that I don't have the capacity to show up the way I want to show up. When you are honest and you say, okay, like, I don't, I don't want to read books to these people tonight. Like, I don't want to emotionally coach this big feeling cycle. I don't have the patience to ride through what this, this temper tantrum. Like I can't take kids to the mall. I can't do this. I don't, I need to let my house be a mess. I, I don't want to focus on getting all organic products in my house. Right. I just want to serve cereal for dinner. Like when you are in that place, I want you to be honest, like, Oh, I'm in that place. I'm in the place of low capacity. Just naming it, just labeling it, just narrating it back to yourself. Like, oh, I'm not a piece of shit. I'm not a terrible person. I'm not a lazy asshole. I'm not a loser, right? This is what we do. Instead, just look at what you're, how you're acting and then be honest and say, ah, I have low capacity. And then start to go through and, and set boundaries, which I'm going to teach you how to, you know, kind of how to communicate what you can or can't do. What I notice is that a lot of times parents, when instead of just being honest with themselves about their capacity, they'll be aware of what they're doing, like, you know, where they're not showing up. And then they're just so mean. So in addition to being honest with yourself, I want you to be kind to yourself. When you notice that you don't have as much capacity, I want you to be kind. Just accept where you are. One of the things I tell myself is like, this is temporary. I'm not going to be the type of person, well, unless I wanted to be, but I'm not going to be the type of person who serves cereal to my children for dinner for the rest of their lives. Unless you want to serve cereal, I actually don't care. But it's just an example, right? If I don't want to feed my kids cereal and I am, then I need to remind myself 
I'm just here. This is where I'm at right now. This is what I can do. This is all I've got. And then that's okay. I want to accept it. And I don't want to be mean to myself. I don't want to tell, oh my God, you're such a bad mom. Look at how, how bad you are. Like you don't need to add that negative story. Because then it leads to guilt and then you go, well, I shouldn't do this. So I'm going to go outside of my boundary or outside of my capacity. And then I'm going to make dinner for them and, you know, do the right thing. And I'm going to go figure out all the organic products or, okay, fine. I'll drive them to the mall. And you are going, your guilt might drive you to not, not being honest with yourself. Your guilt might motivate you to do the things you don't want to do, but that leads long-term to burnout. When you don't hold your own boundaries, you're setting yourself up for long-term burnout. And you're also setting yourself up for resentment towards your kid or resentment towards your partner. You're going to seethe in that mom rage of like, this is not right, but really only you can hold your boundary. The only person that can hold your boundary is you. So you have to be honest with yourself. What is it that I have capacity for? What is it that I don't have capacity for? And then be kind about the answer. Okay, that's all I've got. That's what I'm capable of. When you do things outside of your own capacity, you like say you try to emotionally coach your kids. And you don't have, you actually don't care about their big feelings, but you heard heard on this podcast that you're supposed to say like, oh, are you feeling sad? So you're like, I have to do that. When you emotionally coach your kids and you don't want to, or you don't have the capacity to do it. And deep down you're like bitter towards them. That is the experience they're going to have of your connection they're going to experience your resentment. They're going to experience your bitterness. So instead of faking it, I would rather you just not do it. I I teach this concept called neutral listening, and then it leads you to compassionate listening. So neutral listening is when your kid is complaining, grumpy, you know, like going through a big feeling cycle, and you're not like, a, you know, you're not really helping them through it. You're, the neutral listening tool is like, uh-huh, oh, mm, huh, oh, really? Huh, yeah, geez, woo, hard, huh, okay, yep, yep, you're nodding, but you're not really listening, right? Because you don't really care in that moment. It's not that you don't care about your kid, you just you don't have it in you. So it's like, that's a fake it one, right? You're just kind of fake compassion, but your kids absolutely know that you're faking it. They're like, you're not even listening to me. And you're like, you're right. I'm not, right? And I think it's okay to be honest. I think it's okay to say, no, I'm not listening to you, honey. Mommy does not have the energy for this. I love you and I like listening to you, but I don't want to right now. I think it's absolutely okay to communicate your boundaries and your limits and your capacity to your kids. What moms often do is they don't communicate clearly with kind compassion. Instead, they wait till they're very angry or very overwhelmed or very frustrated. And then they yell, just stop it already. That's enough. 
You're so ungrateful. You're always complaining, right? Then you're all of a sudden dumping all your negative emotion on your kids because you weren't holding a boundary earlier. So being honest, like I don't, I don't have it in me. Faking it, but knowing your kid is not going to believe you. They're not going to like, you know, you cannot fake compassion. You just can't. So when you don't have it, you don't have it. Don't do it. If you don't want to take your kids to the mall, don't. If you don't want to read books, don't. If you don't have the patience to write a big feeling cycle, don't. If you want to serve cereal for dinner and you can't, you know, you don't want to, you can't serve carrots, don't. I would like you to have a lot more grace towards yourself, a lot more kindness, a lot more love. I love you no matter what you do. Like you show up and and you, you know, don't serve carrots. Who cares? But what I want you to do is take care of yourself, take excellent care of yourself so that you have capacity later. I want you to be able to move through these periods of time where you're ill or you have a newborn or you're late pregnancy or you, you know, you're really busy, you have a big project or your, your marriage is falling apart, whatever. Just looking, going through these experiences with as much kindness towards yourself as possible so that when you're on the other side of them, you have more capacity for your kids. Because ultimately, I care the most (laughs) about your mental health and your children's, your emotional well-being and theirs. And I know the more you take care of yourself, the more capacity you have to support them in their growth, in their emotional health. Little rant, sorry, but I just feel very strongly that you can hold your own boundaries. You can say no. Like you can say no, mamas. Now, Sometimes you say yes when you want to say no. And I call that rescuing. I think of it as rescuing. And I don't mind a good rescue because when you, okay, say you say, well, here's the truth. When you say no to somebody, like your kid, maybe you have a 13-year-old and they're like, mom, can you drive us to the mall? And then we're going to see a movie. And then you can, can you come back at like, you know, in three hours and pick us up? And you're looking at your life you're looking at your tiredness, you're looking at picking them up at nine o'clock and you're like, I don't want to, I want to go to bed early. I want my kids home. I want to like watch TV. I don't want to get up and go at nine o'clock and go pick up people from the mall. So I think you can just be like, no, I love you. And I love when you go see your friends, but I'm not taking you to the mall. I'm not able to take you to the movies. Just say no. Now, the truth, you all know this. What happens when you say no? Your people freak out, right? People have big feelings when we when they're told no. That's totally normal. When you say no to someone's request or when you aren't able to show up to life in the way that your partner would like you to or your mom or your, your mommy friends or your sister or whoever or yourself, it does create short-term discomfort. The other person is disappointed. They are sad. They are frustrated. It's okay. It's okay for your kids or your partner to be disappointed. But sometimes we can't handle their big feelings. 
Like it's like too much for our nervous system to have our 13 year old be like, you're the worst mom in the world. You suck. You never say yes. You're always all the other moms do this. You're so strict. Okay. That's just a big feeling cycle. 13 year old version. And if you don't have the capacity to stay calm, you don't want to deal with it. Sure. Rescue yourself. Go drive those people to the mall. That's fine. When I, it's okay to rescue sometimes. It's okay to go outside of your boundary sometimes. And you, you're rescuing yourself from the shit show, right? That's okay. But don't do it all the time. When you are people pleasing and you are going outside of your boundary, when you say, I don't want to do something and I'm going to do it anyway, for one, you're not modeling great things, especially for your girls. But it all, who cares about modeling? It ultimately, it breeds I mean, I care about modeling, but that's not like a good enough reason. When you rescue, it breeds resentment. That's just how it goes. The rescue resentment cycle. So the more you rescue, the more you're going to feel bitter and resentful either towards your kids or to your partner. That happens a lot. We like, we go outside of our boundaries in order to protect our children from having negative emotion And then we're mad at our partner for making us do it because they don't do their part. And a lot of times our partners, they have like better boundaries. They're like, just say no, who cares if they're mad? And then as the mom, we're like, no, we can't make them mad. I have this right now in an issue with my kids and my husband. It's not a big deal, but I'll talk about it another time on the podcast. But I want to like rescue my kid from their negative feeling and I'm going outside my boundary. The, the truth is it's just with teaching Sawyer to drive and I'm very uncomfortable teaching him to drive, but I'm like, grin and bear it because he has to learn and he has to learn by this date because that's when he can get his driver's license. And my husband is like, no, he can wait till we're ready. But then that's like, no, he can't wait. Like I have a conflicted emotion when I have to have my kids wait for something or when they're disappointed or when they're sad. So then I rescue them and I rescue myself from their discomfort. That is people pleasing. And it breeds resentment. And I might displace my resentment and put it on my partner because I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want my kid to be disappointed. So do it a little bit, but don't do it all the time. Okay. This is again, I don't want you to feel bad if you do it, if you rescue Just notice when you do it and why. The other bummer about rescuing, and this is more of a parenting issue, is that it doesn't, uh, you rob your kid an opportunity of being disappointed. Like it's good for our kids to have their big feelings and to learn how to move through those big feelings. It's very, very, very healthy for our children to, to have that. So, you know, when you rescue them, you're actually like robbing them of that chance. So how do you communicate your limits and your boundaries and what your capacity is with kindness? Imagine your kid wants to play with you. Then mommy, 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 play with me. Maybe even earlier you said, I'll play with you after I finish these dishes. And then you finish the dishes and they're like, mommy, 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 play with me. You can say no. You can say, say, I would like to offer you a script. I love you but I don't have energy to play with you right now. I can sit next to you. I can read my book while you play. We can be together, but I'm not playing cars right now. I'm not playing dolls right now. I'm not playing house right now. I'm not playing tent right now. 
Imagine you had told the kids, like, you're going to go to the movies or you're going to go to the pool or you're going to go to the park or you're going to have a play date. And then you're honest with yourself and you're like, I can't do it. I can't go be with those moms. I can't go in that environment. I, I need to be at home. I don't have it in me. You can turn to your children and say, listen, this might make you upset. and It's okay if you get upset, but I'm not able to take you to the movies slash pool slash friend's house today. I know I said we would go, but I realized that I can't make that happen. So we're not going. That's boundary work. Just holding your own like needs, making your needs important. Being honest about what you have capacity for. Being kind with yourself. And then communicating what you have capacity for. And, to, and being kind about it. You can communicate it like... Sorry, I'm not taking you kids to the pool today. We're having an at-home day. I love you and I want to help you with your feelings, but not now. Right now, it's time to get your shoes on and get in the car. It's okay to say we don't have time for these big feelings right now. We can talk about it when we get home. It's okay to set limits. You can say, your feelings make sense, but I'm not open to listening to you cry and complain about this right now. You can keep talking, but I'm not going to engage. I love you, but I need a minute. A lot of times I just notice that people, not just moms, but like people aren't slow when they set a boundary. They're not soft when they set a boundary. They come out harsh. They come out fast. They come out heated. I said, no, I'm not doing that. I told you, right? We get so harsh and I really think it has to do with like not being honest earlier, not setting it up, not being feeling like we have the permission to say no, the permission to take care of ourselves. So maybe this is just permission, this episode, right? It is okay for your kids, your partner, other moms, you know, your kids, your kids, friends, moms, the teacher. It is okay for people to be angry with you. It this is a hard thing to accept. This is what we're protecting ourselves from a lot of times is other people's thoughts and feelings about us. And I'm going to offer to you that the even if you're perfect, people will still have negative thoughts and feelings about you because they have negative thoughts and feelings. You cannot control other people's thoughts and feelings by being a people pleaser, by being perfect. They're going to have those feelings and you're not actually responsible for other people's feelings. You don't have to fix anyone else's feelings. You don't have to people please your way out of other people's discomfort. You don't have to go outside of your boundary, outside of your capacity to make sure other people are happy. You are entitled to showing up with honesty about what you have capacity to do or not do. So is this therapeutic parenting that I'm teaching you in other episodes of this podcast? Yes, right? We're really, it's a therapeutic model in that fact that that's not, maybe that's a weird phrase if you don't know what I mean, but we are helping our children process negative emotion and learn emotional regulation skills. That used to be only taught in a therapeutic place. And you're taking that goal and you're bringing it into the home, which is incredible, mamas. What a gift 
to give your kids these skills, these tools when they're kids for you to be learning how to emotionally regulate and allow for negative emotion with your kids and and grow your own emotional health. You're reparenting yourself as you parent your kids. Beautiful model. Amazing. You are amazing parents. And it's hard. <laughs> like Tiffany said, you can't do that all the time. And I want you to know it's okay if you can't. It's okay to be honest with yourself in the moment, in that season of your time, of your life, in that day, in that week. What can I, what do I have capacity for? Being kind. Okay. I only have capacity for this. That's okay. I'm okay. I'm going to communicate that with love and kindness to my kids. And I'm going to let their have their, let them have their big feelings about it. I know that big feelings are temporary. When you do this, when you take excellent care of yourself, your capacity grows. It grows. It's like when I had COVID, I had to like rest for a whole week and well, it was 10 days. It was, it was intense actually. I'd never had COVID. Um, and I was tired. And then I got better and I was like, oh my God, I have so much energy. I was like staying up till 11, which is late for me. And I just was like, I a new lease on life, you know? Um, I've had deep grief. I lost my mom. I lost my sister. I lost one of my best friends. And I know that like in that period of time, in that period of mourning, just so tired and so overwhelmed and so exhausted. And then I come out the other side. I'm like, oh, hi, hi, darling. Here you are. You're, you're okay, right? So you take care of yourself and you will be able to then have more capacity later. It's beautiful. So this week, I want you to be so kind and gentle as we wrap up summer and you start to really feel burned out and you're like, when the hell do these kids go back to school? That's <laughs> what, you know, it's okay to feel burned out right now and it's okay to say no and it's okay not to have capacity. And I just want you to be really kind and gentle with yourself um, in these last few weeks of summer and all the time. I want it for you all the time. So if you're listening to this episode, like, you know, and it's the middle of January, fine, do it now. It's always okay. You always, always, always have permission to take excellent care of yourself. Okay, I hope you have a great week and I will see you next time. <laughs>